Central, were the bullets recovered from the bodies of Vardis and Lily Hammond so DNA-coded? Yes, Judge Magruder. It could not be otherwise. And what was the result of the computer check of the DNA coding on those bullets? The DNA is a perfect match for Judge Joseph Dredd. Solange! The evidence has been falsified! It's impossible! I never broke the law! I am the law! We have no case! You gotta believe me! You have to believe me! Say it! Your Honor, the prosecution rests. Welcome to Sweet Play Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How's everybody doing today? I've been busy, man, I'll tell you. It's uh, it's Saturday, and uh, I promised you guys two episodes. And I know you're probably wondering why are you getting Judge Dredd first, because Bad Boys 2 is what was expected. But here's the deal. Uh, because of the fact of all the hatred and despise of Bad Boys 2, it is considered one of the worst movies in all of history. I've decided to ask one of my friends to come on the podcast to help me talk some Bad Boys 2 so we can't get together until Sunday. So I decided that I would uh, get Judge Dredd out to you and then shortly after that would be the Bad Boys 2 episode. So, uh, and, and it's funny with this episode, um, I actually had no intentions of ever watching this film. However, uh, there was a lo- there was requests from John the Mailman and John the Music Man are just like, hey, have you seen Judge Dredd? I need, you know, can you watch it? Because I talked about the Guilty Pleasure series. And, uh, you know, the first one I started off with was Adventures of Fort Fairland. And we just talked about a bunch of Guilty Pleasure movies and, you know, like Big Stan and would be one of those. So a Judge Dredd actually came up in the conversation of Guilty Pleasures. So and I had never seen the movie before but I knew Sylvester Stallone was in it I knew Rob Schneider was in it and uh, boy I'll tell you your boy has broken the law yep I fought the law in Masunas 1 because uh, I couldn't find this movie anywhere man I'll tell you I went out looking all over I spent 4 hours going to every store I could think of uh, nobody had this not on Blu-ray, not on DVD, nothing so I had to go search for this sucker in a deep dark alley places that we won't name in order for me to find this film and uh and i'm sure you guys are curious if i just love this movie or if i trash this movie so i guess we'll find out when we get to the review but before we do that let's get into some quick movie and music news
Alright, so for movie and music news, now, a lot of this I'm going to save for the next episode in Bad Boys 2. On the Facebook page, I mentioned that I had a lot of movie and music news and TV news along with video game news. A lot of that I'm just going to save for the next episode coming to you. Now, uh, with it being Saturday, I'm hopefully going to be able to get this episode out to you today, if not tomorrow, and then Bad Boys 2 will be coming to you if not tomorrow on Tuesday for sure and then the Batman series will start Friday Uh, that's when you'll get that so right after you get Bad Boys 2 on Tuesday three days later on Friday you will get Batman 1989 and I'm just going to tell you now this is the series that I am the most excited for because of the fact of uh, I have so much nostalgia for this series and uh, the more I watch it the more I hate it (laughs) Uh, just because, you know, the Nolan films are just so amazing and, the, and my true Batman. And then when I look back on all the older films, uh, it's kind of like this uh, as, a, as kind of an example. When you're eating a hamburger, you think it's awesome until you have steak. And then you realize just how bad your hamburger really is. It's kind of the same situation I am with the Batman series. So it's going to be fun, man. You know, Batman, uh, it kind of goes, Batman 89 is the best, and then it goes downhill until we get to Batman Begins. So it's going to be fun. Like I said, Jason will hopefully be on for Batman and Robin, so, and that can happen at any moment in time. So just make sure you get your emails in. I already have a couple emails for Batman and Robin already. Uh, But uh, we'll get into that more later at the end of the show. But in regards to movie and music news, uh, so far for movies, I told you on Facebook that Samuel L. Jackson has been cast in Robocop. Enough said. You know, it doesn't matter what part he's playing, whether it be the old man or if they want to make him Dick Jones. I don't care. But he's in the new RoboCop, and that's flipping awesome. Uh, now, what's funny is on the Facebook page last night, I uploaded a picture to you because uh, G.I. Joe retaliation figures were... I was at Kmart, I was picking up some stuff, and I found some G.I. Joe figures in the rocks on the front of the box. And I was like, okay, these got to be retaliation. And then when you look at it, it says G.I. Joe and then retaliation, small letters. And then when you look at it uh, on the back, it says that Roadblock is the leader of the G.I. Joes, which we all know Duke is the leader of the G.I. Joes. So that really proves the point that they did kill off Chain of Tatum or Channing Tatum in the beginning of G.I. Joe 2 and then it just did a test well and that's why they're reshooting. So like I said, if they would have just came out and said it, I think everybody would have took it a lot better. So uh, other interesting news that I found out. So supposedly Arnold is in locks for Terminator 5, which is set to start in 2013. He's working on this film called Unknown Soldier. It's going to be like this science fiction film. Uh, He's playing some sandy-haired killer, I guess. But once he's done doing that, he's supposed to work on Terminator 5 and possibly Terminator 6. So I guess we'll kind of see how that all plays out. Uh, I'm not really sure. It's just that's kind of the the early news right now. Not a whole lot of details. Um, Piranha, three double D. I know there's some of you out there that actually uh, enjoyed the first Piranha. You know the one that came out just a couple years ago with Elizabeth Shue. But there was very limited release for this film. It never really hit a lot of theaters, so it actually hit on demand. So if you pay six bucks, you can go on demand and you can order. Piranha 3 Double D. And I have not seen it yet, even though I'm a big David Hasselhoff fan, I still haven't checked it out yet. But it is actually an available option for you. So go check that on out if you're actually in you actually want to check out that movie. So now all you Chuck fans out there, 
Uh, good old Zachary Levi is supposed to be at this point. I guess he's in talks. I don't know if it's official yet, but he could be in Thor 2. Uh, he could be playing the character of Frandell uh, headed to Asgard. So uh, if you're a fan of his, keep your fingers crossed and hopefully he'll be able to make his official appearance in Thor 2. And finally, probably the most intense news is Christian Bale would love the challenge of making a fourth Batman. So we all don't know how The Dark Knight Rises is supposed to end, but we do know for sure that it's going to be 2 hours and 45 minutes, which is awesome. I'm not complaining one bit. You know, and there's theories that Batman's going to die or something like that. But I honestly think, you know, everybody's going to know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. He finally, you know, comes full circle and, and Gotham is able to bring itself together and he's able to hang up the, the cape and cowl and that'll be the end of it. But Christian Bale said that, uh, you know, he had the experience with, uh, you know, Terminator Salvation, working on a fourth one, thinking it could work. Uh, it really didn't happen. It was kind of a thorn on his side. But if Chris Nolan had come to him with the script and said, you know what, there's another story, he would love the challenge of making a fourth one, maybe even like a Dark Knight Returns kind of vibe. So that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, that's awesome to know that, you know, and Christian Bale, I know, loves being Batman. You know, he's expressed it numerously, with it, especially the last couple of weeks. Uh, how much he loved being Batman and stuff like that. So I think it'd be flipping awesome to to have him come back. But uh, I know that Nolan is definitely going to end the series so that Warner Brothers can jack up his trilogy because you know that's what Warner Brothers probably would do is they want to make a continuation off of that uh, you know off of that series and you know on a trilogy like this. You don't want your stuff messed around with. So I know that Christopher Nolan's just going to end this thing the perfect way that hopefully we'll all be happy with and it'll be the perfect Batman trilogy. So either way, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the future holds in regards to uh, Christian Bale and being a Batman. Alright, and as far as music news goes, I'm going to save most of it for the next episode, but I just wanted to give you a, a heads up that Cypress Hill, Hot Ship, Ed Saran, Justin Bieber, and Usher, they're all releasing new music this summer. If you're a fan of that or any one of those artists, be on the lookout for that. I love summertime music, man. That's the whole purpose of the music spotlight specials that I'm doing is just to have great fun uh, awesome rocking songs to blast out your car uh, for the summertime. So it'll be interesting to see what the summertime song is this year. Uh, I know it's uh, that's always always an exciting time for me is to figure out what is you know what song is going to be the big summer song. You know, and I'll tell you one song always cracks me up is the Miley Cyrus part in the USA song. Man, I hated that song with a passion. Uh, when I, I heard it nonstop, and you know, there's some songs where you got to hear it over and over and over and over, and then it finally just clicks that okay, you like the song. That's how that song was. And now, every time I hear it, it's like okay, I got to listen to it, and I got to at least listen to it two or three times if it hits my iPod. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the summertime jams are this year. Now, um, as far as TV news go and video game news, again, I'm going to save that for the Bad Boys 2 episode. I got a lot of good stuff, but I kind of want to bounce it off of my guest host that I'm going to have. So on that note, let's get into the review of Judge Dredd. When there is crime in society, there is no justice. 
the city will continue to grow. 73 citizen riots. Come and get us! Throw out your weapons and prepare to be judged! Judge this! Court's adjourned. Great. You're a legend. You were my finest student. What's the charge? Murder. The evidence has been falsified! Guilty as charged. I am not the law! I am the law! What chaos? The sentence shall be life imprisonment. I'm the chaos. Fred? Merry crushing paw! Excuse me? We're not together. It's not for this council to play God! Who says politics is boring? Judge Dread. Now, like I said before, I never had any intentions of watching this film. And I kind of thought it was going to be dumb. Uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone, and, and here's the thing I love Rob Schneider, but the guy can either tank a movie or can make it really good. For example, he works really well in Surf Ninjas, but he works horrible in uh, this movie called Knockoff with Sean Claude Van Damme. Absolutely dreadful in that film. Deuce Bigelow, he's good times, but the animal, absolutely terrible. So, needless to say, knowing he was going to be in it, I was kind of like, oh boy, I don't know how, how this is going to be. But all my emails came in just talking about how good it was. But the one common theme was about how Sylvester Stallone acted very, very well in this film. And that really intrigued me. You know, I'm not going to say Sylvester Stallone is the worst actor in history, but he is definitely not the greatest actor. But he he gets the job done. He's very entertaining. He makes great action films. And, I mean, of course, he can do dramatic stuff like, you know, Rocky was really good. Lockup is really good. But, you know, Demolition Man, for me, I just... I love that movie just like Tango and Cash. Those are probably my two biggest favorite uh, Sylvester Stallone films. So needless to say, I knew this was kind of a comic book movie. And uh, it came out in 1995. It's a science fiction action film. And I'll tell you, right from the beginning when this movie started, I, w- I, th- I was like, oh man, this movie's going to suck. You know, like the first 10 minutes, I was like, okay, cheese factor, cheese factor. And then it started to get really, really good. And uh, I'm just going to go out. I'm just going to go ahead and just say now. I want to thank the STL Nation for making me sit down, hunt down this movie, and watch it. Uh, I would never have watched this movie if it wasn't for this show. But thanks to John the Mailman, John the Music Man, uh, thank you so much for making me watch this film. I can probably say that uh, this has gone up the list in my Sylvester Stallone love movies. This movie was great. Uh, I had an 
I had an excellent time with it. I had a few issues, not much, but I really, really enjoyed the film. I thought it was really, really good. And uh, I'm excited about the talk. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about the details, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for making me watch this movie. Um, I can, it's going to be one of my favorites to watch on just, uh, you know, just a cloudy, rainy day, I guess. So, so let's get into, uh, let's get into the plot of the film here. All right. So as I mentioned before, the film came out in 1995 and not only does it have Sylvester Stallone, Rob Schneider, but it has Diane Lane in it. Really excited to see that she was in this film. I'm a big fan of hers. First movie I ever saw in was Six Pack. Uh, that movie had Kenny Rogers in it. He was like this race car driver who took in a bunch of these kids, uh, these orphan kids who kind of steal. Uh, they steal like car parts uh, for money and, and that kind of thing. Really good movie, but that's one of the first. That was the first movie I ever saw her in, and and she was good times. And I had no idea. There's a lot of people in this film that are recognizable in other films. For example, Max von uh, Sydow. Uh, Max von Sydow, I remember him from uh, Ghostbusters 2, which you know I just talked about a little while ago, which took me a little bit to realize it was him, which was pretty cool. But what really happens in the film is uh, we're in the third millennium, and much of the Earth has become this uninhabitable wasteland. So the majority of humanity resides in a huge, um, that are called like megacities, where the traditional justice system has been replaced by um, judges. Uh, it's kind of like they're a police officer, they're a judge, they're a jury, and they're an executioner all combined together. Now, our famous judge, which would be Judge Dredd, of course, he's considered a quote-unquote street judge. So he's in Mega City 1, and his name in the film is Joseph Dredd. And uh, he's actually assisted by uh, Judge Hershey, which is Diane Lane. And uh, they're they're trying to end a block war. So Rob Schneider plays the character of Herman Ferguson. Uh, he's a hacker who was recently released from prison. And he gets caught in, in the gunfire that happens in the beginning of the film, which is uh, one of the guys is the douchebag from 48 Hours. Uh, I believe it's 48 Hours 2. And he was also in Mortal Kombat 2 as Raiden. So uh, good times there. So anyways, Rob Schneider is caught in the in the firefight and he hides inside this food dispensing robot. Uh, but he gets arrested by Dredd and uh, he gets sentenced to five years imprisonment for tampering with the city property. Because in the very beginning of the film, Judge Dredd is just a complete douche. I mean, a total jackass. I mean, you just do not like this guy whatsoever. And that's kind of the beauty of the film is the fact of you just do not like your main guy. And then you, as scene by scene goes on, you start to really... Uh, you start to really like the guy, which is pretty cool. Now, Rico is our main bad guy. He's played by Armin uh, Sani. He's a former judge who's actually turned to be a, psych a psychopathic murderer. And he escapes from prison and he, uh, he reclaims uh, his judge uniform and his uh, his guns. Which, the guns are pretty cool. They're called like lawgiver guns. But they... Uh, they're kind of embedded in your DNA. So like in other words, if you were just to pick up a cop's gun, if you were to shoot it, you get electrocuted because it's not attached to your DNA. It would only work if it's your gun, which is pretty cool. And then he gets this decommissioned combat robot, which this thing's flipping sweet. 
Now, there's this news reporter. Uh, he's critical of, of Judge Dredd. Uh, he actually gets murdered. And, of course, Judge Dredd is the chief suspect. Because, you know, it's kind of like this movie's like Tango and Cash meets the Demolition Man. You got the, you know, guys framed and they got to prove their innocence kind of thing. And you have the Tango and Cash because of the fact of, uh, you know, he's in, he goes to jail and he's in, he's imprisoned. For, well, he doesn't really go to jail, but I mean, he's sentenced to go to jail in this one, but he doesn't actually make it to jail. He's able to escape before then. But uh, Demolition Man, because it's just so it's sci-fi and it's just crazy world going on but he doesn't have somebody to really play off of like in uh, Tango and Cash kind of Rob Schneider is there but Judge Dredd is just so serious throughout the film he's not a jokester at all so that's why it's kind of like a, l- a little mix there so as I said Dredd is the chief suspect in the murder and he actually asked his partner Hershey because she was the top of her defensive lawyer class to be his you know his defense lawyer because that's really the only person that he trusts and uh, and it's kind of funny because they had an altercation in the beginning of the film how, you know, he is just he's so serious and she just tells him that he takes things way too far. But it's it was kind of cool to see that he actually asked her to be his lawyer, even though you would see them fight in the beginning of the film. Now, um, so at the trial there before this uh, this tribunal of, of council judges, which includes um, Dredd's mentor, which is Chief Judge Frank uh, Fargo. And he's really cool. This is the guy from Ghostbusters to Vigo, uh, but he's a good guy in this film, which is pretty awesome. Now, there's also um, another guy, uh, Judge Griffin, which is Gergen uh, Prochnow. You're going to know this guy from uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. He was the bad guy in Beverly Hills Cop 2. He was Max, you know, the guy that no one could ever touch. That's who this guy is. So Dredd is, of course, found guilty based on DNA, uh, DNA evidence. As I mentioned before, the lawgiver works off of your DNA. Uh, it's welded onto each, uh, you know, round fired, and the DNA from the murder weapon uh, matches Dredd's. And you're kind of wondering, okay, how is that possible when you know you didn't see Dredd kill anybody? So that's where it kind of gets interesting. So Fargo steps down as the chief judge, asking that his last request, uh, that of the council, spare Dredd's life. So Dredd is, of course, not sentenced to death because uh, things are like if they kill you like on an instant. I mean, if you have like uh, too many parking tickets, you're, you're going to get killed. But due to uh, due to the last request, they just sentenced him to life imprisonment while Fargo marks on his long walk. It's a tradition in which a retiring judge ventures into the cursed uh, earth wasteland to bring law to the lawless now you start to get a little bit of answers here because griffin uh, who freed rico and had him frame dread for the murder uh, he succeeds fargo as chief judge and uh, he instructs rico to uh, to sow chaos throughout the city so Dredd finds himself seated next to good old Herman Ferguson, you know, Rob Schneider, on a transport ship to the Aspen Penal Colony. Now, passing over the cursed earth, the ship is shot down by the Angel Gang, which I'll get into in a little bit who they are. Uh, they're a family of uh, cannibalist uh, <laughs> scavengers. Uh, but they're supposedly, uh, you know, workers of God, of course, which is always fun to hear. So we'll talk about that in a little while. But they, they actually capture Dredd and Herman. And they really, they're the reason why he's able to escape because they, by shooting down the that plane or the ship, 
Uh, everybody pretty much died, but they were able to escape and by capturing them. Now, the squad of judges tracked Dredd to the Angels camp, uh, and, uh, and of course, battle ensues. Now, Fargo actually arrives just in time to save Dredd's life, which is a pretty cool scene. Uh, but he's mortally wounded, though, by this uh, mean machine angel. Real crazy-looking dude, uh, but he was, he was pretty, uh, I mean, it was definitely a fun scene. Now, we really get our answers during this scene here. And basically on his deathbed, uh, Fargo reveals the secret of Dredd's past, which is that Dredd is a result of this thing called the Jengus Project. It's an experiment in uh, genetic engineering, which is intended to create the perfect judge. So DNA from the council judges was combined to create two clones, uh, Judge Dredd and of course Rico, the main bad guy. So they're brothers. So and that explains how the DNA was able to frame them because they have the same DNA. So both were given the artificial memories of childhood and they became close friends. However, uh, Dredd uh, became you know, the ideal judge that the council wanted. Rico personality twisted and he became the perfect criminal. So uh, you find out that Dredd was forced to judge Rico for uh, murdering civilians and instead of being executed, Rico was sent to Aspen uh, by Griffin. So really, uh, Judge thought he killed his best friend. So that's why he really had no emotion in the beginning of the film, why he was so sheltered off and just like, you know, the law is the only thing that matters and didn't show any emotions because of the fact of he thought he killed his best friend. Then he found out he thought he killed his brother to make things worse. But then he really found out, wait, my brother's alive. So that's when it gets really, really interesting. So he and Rico, of course, as I said, uh, they share the same DNA. So Dredd uh, deduces that uh, Rico framed him for the murder so that uh, Fargo concludes that Griffin is trying to reactivate the Janus Project and he begs Dredd to stop him. So then we get pretty much the, the end of the film where we're going to get the big match. And uh, that's where uh, they go to uh, the Mega City 1 which uh, Rico creates uh, panic by assassinating 108 judges in two days. And Griffin uses this to convince the council judges to unlock the Janus files. But when they refuse to reactivate the program, uh, he, you know, Rico, Rico kills them. Uh, Rico kills all of them. So immediately after this, Dredd and Herman are accused by Griffin of murdering the council, you know, of course. So to they got to evade the judges and seek help from Hershey, who you'll see she actually has been uh, investigating his past. Now, Dredd tells Hershey about, uh, you know, about what's going on, tells her about the Janus Project. So all three of them, they head back to the Janus Laboratory, which in all places is located in the Statue of Liberty. So what a place to do your final battle is at the Statue of Liberty. Now, Rico, he betrays Griffin and he has his, his good old killer robot kill him, of course, by ripping his arms and his legs off and then finally his head. And then uh, what he does is he takes the... The, the DNA of all the judges and he gets rid of it and uses his own DNA to create clones. Now, Herman, he uses his hacking skills to save Dredd and Hershey because they're about ready to be killed by the robot. But he was able to hack in and, you know, take take out, take it out. And then Rico orders his clones 
uh, active. Then uh, of course they're premature, so they're incomplete. They're on, and they're unable to stop Dread. And then Dread proceeds. Uh, he, he goes after Rico uh, at the top of the Statue of Liberty. They have like this final struggle, and then um, you know Dread manages to have Rico fall to his death. It was pretty pretty exciting, I would say. And then um, the city controlling supercomputer. What it did is it actually uh, recorded the entire event of what happened and then it broadcasted the information which of course cleared Dredd's name and then the remaining judges actually asked him to become the new chief judge but he said he he wanted to pass you know he wanted to be the the street judge that he is and I guess he passed the title over to Hershey they don't actually say it but that's kind of what's implemented and that and then they get she gives him a kiss and then it he it ends but he's smiling this time which you didn't really get to see him do a whole lot and that's really how it ends um you know the movie had a budget of 90 million it only made 113 million uh, i don't know if you really consider that to be you know a, a flop by any means but uh, you know it definitely wasn't a, a gigantic box office killer by any means and if you actually go and look at like the reception, it's only got like a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and that Judge Dredd, it wanted to be both like a legitimate violent action flick and a parody of one. Uh, it's considered a flop in the United States. And then won Razzie Awards for Worst Actor. So then Sylvester Stallone had a, his own view on the film 13 years after the release of Judge Dredd. Sylvester Stallone discussed his feelings about the movie in an issue of Uncut. This was back in 2008. Here's what he said. This is pretty interesting. He goes, I love that property when I read it because it took a genre that I love, which you could term the action morality film, and made it a bit more uh, sophisticated. It had political overtones. It showed how if we don't curb the way we run our judicial system, the police may end up uh, running our lives. It dealt with uh, governments. It dealt with cloning and all kinds of things that could happen in the future. It was also bigger than any film I have done at its uh, physical stature and the way it was designed. All the people were dwarfed by the system and the agriculture. It shows how insignificant humans become uh, could be in the future. There's a lot of action in the movie and some great acting too. It wasn't uh, it wasn't balls to the wall, but I do look back on Judge Dredd as a real missed opportunity. It seemed that a lot of fans had a problem with uh, Dredd removing his helmet because he never does it in the comic books. But for me, it was more about wasting such great potential uh, there. Uh, he says, but for me, it was more about wasting such great potential that was in that idea. Just think of all the opportunities there were to do interesting stuff with the cursed earth scenes. It didn't live up to what it could have been. It probably should have been more comic, more humorous and fun. What I learned out of experience was that we shouldn't have tried to make it Hamlet. It was more Hamlet and eggs. And that's what Stallone had to say about the film. Now, maybe the reason I enjoyed the film is because I, I never read any Dread comics. I didn't really, I don't know anything about this guy. I, I like the beginning of the film, how it starts off with like all the comic books. I mean, it, it really lets you know that this is a comic book film that you're going to be watching. But by no means did I ever read any comics or really know anything about this character. And that's maybe why I enjoyed it. Um, 
All right, let's talk about some of the things I really liked in the film. Uh, again, I like the way that the beginning was done with all the comic books that they showed. I like when it says uh, Citizen Riot in Progress, Have a Nice Day, when it was dropping Rob Schneider off. I thought that was kind of funny. The beginning was, uh, I was like, okay, this is total cheese factor just by the way people dress and the way they looked and stuff. I mean, when the first time you see... Uh, Sylvester Stallone he just says I am the law you know and of course it was cheesy and it was dumb uh, and then it of course gets better as we go on but the first 10 minutes I was like what have I gotten myself into why have I agreed to watch this film for the STL fans but uh, I'm glad I did because after the first 10 minutes things start to get good it's just the first 10 minutes kind of th- kind of throws you off because you know you're you're in a science fiction film it's like uh Uh, What's that Bruce Willis film? The Fifth Element. I mean, uh, it's a really good science fiction film until you get to uh, Chris Tucker. Then it just goes downhill from there. But that's just my opinion. I just can't stand Chris Tucker. But, you know, this is kind of the same thing where it's kind of an off-the-wall science fiction film. And uh, when you just see Sylvester Stallone show for the first time and the way he's dressed, it's just like it looks like over... Uh, the you know football shoulder pads that are just too like two sizes too big is kind of how his gold looks. But but overall though, uh, I like in the beginning though when you see the the bad guy, which remind you know he's the bad guy from Forty Eight Hours, and then he was Raiden in Mortal Kombat was good. Um, I really like the booby trap gun when the guy tries to shoot the gun and electrocutes him. That's when I was like, okay, I could like this because it was kind of. It was kind of having a sick sense of humor to it in a way, which is what I was, which is what I was enjoying. It was good. Now the thing I really like was the gun when he was just like talking to the gun, and by what he says determines the bullets to come out, like the double whammy, it it shoots, uh, like the laser. I mean that whole thing. I was like, I was starting to get into it at that point. It was you know at the gunfight is when I started to kind of change my mind on the film, and the whole double whammy of the gun and shooting twice. I was like, man, that's awesome. I really dig that gun. Uh, good stuff. Now I like when uh, you know. Judge Dredd finds uh, Rob Schneider's character in in the little, uh, you know, he's full of spaghetti. He's inside the droid. And he talks about how he shouldn't have gotten with those guys and he should have just jumped out the window. And in, and he just starts to, uh, Rob, Rob Schneider says, 40 floors. And he goes, hey, it would have been legal. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. It was good stuff. Now, um, as I mentioned before, Beverly Hills Cop 2 villain, when I found out he was in this film, I, I had never seen him in anything else. So the fact that I saw him in here, I was pleasantly surprised. And then when I found out that Fargo was, uh, you know, Vigo in Ghostbusters 2, I was like, okay, this is totally awesome. And then when I saw Diane Lane, I was like really changing my mind on the film. Uh, really good stuff. And I, I really like the class scene. Uh, when when Dredd has to uh, talk to the kids about uh, you know the law and everything, I this is the first time I got to see his eyes, uh, and I don't know. I, of course, he has contacts in, but I really like the way that they make his eyes look in the film. He looks very different than he does in any other film, but it's still Sylvester Stallone. It's like it's very subtle. It's kind of hard to explain. It's like. It's not like they changed the full color of his eyes or like the shape of his eyes, but it just gives a, a subtle 
look to his eyes that I really enjoy. It's almost like they're kind of like glassy, really. And uh, I really dug that when I saw that. I was like, that is really cool. I, f- I flip and love that. I thought it was I thought it was really good. So the next scene that I really enjoy is uh, the I judged him scene. That's where we get to kind of see why Judge Dredd has been a douchebag really from the beginning of the film. Because, you know, um, we have Diane Lane walk in and just basically say, hey, you know, don't you think that uh, you were kind of being too tough on the kids in there? And, And then finally asking him, don't you have any friends? And he walks away and she's like, Dredd, don't you have any friends? And he goes, I had one. And I judged him. And of course, you know, I mean, if you cross the street, uh, you you get uh, the death sentence. So you know what he means by I judged him. It means that he basically killed his only friend. So that's where you kind of realize, ah, that's kind of why he's been such a jerk. uh, Because of the fact of his only friend he had, he had to kill. And you really start to see uh, things start to really change around for him. So now uh, another thing that I really like is the uh, admit it, you're impressed scene. Uh, that's when they're in the uh, in the courtroom. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, you would think that uh, Dredd doesn't like Hershey at all. But, you know, he flat out says that she's the top of her class when it comes to being a lawyer. And I want her to represent me. That was pretty cool because of the fact of you thought that he didn't really like her. But when he said, I trust her, you know that that's the only person that he trusts on the face of the planet outside of his main boss, of course. But it was really cool. I love the courtroom scene. You know, it was really good. You think he's winning. And, but I love it when uh, he she walks up to him after getting the video thrown out by saying how it's fraudulent. She just walks up and says, admit it, you're impressed. And you get to see Dredd smile for the first time. I mean, it's not a full smile. It's just kind of a cracked smile. And he goes, very impressed. And that was pretty cool. Now, the thing that I really love is the fact of, you know, um, you know, I mentioned how I am the law was really lame in the beginning. But uh, in this one, when they find out the evidence, uh, you know, was all attached to DNA. And then he's like, I, I didn't break the law. I am the law. That whole scene was really good because it was really emotional. And the thing that I really enjoy in this scene is, uh, the fact of Hershey apologizes and just said that I'm so sorry and, and Dredge says you did your best. You know, any other movie really would have been like, you know, they would have had blame and, and you know, just anger towards that person. But Dredd is just like he knew that she did everything in her power to get him you know, off to prove that he was innocent. And the fact that he just said you did your best and just walked away was just awesome. I really enjoyed that because she's already taken enough uh, pain from losing and knowing that he's now going to live in prison for the rest of his life. But I just love the fact of he didn't just kind of do the douche move that most people would have done in a situation like this. And I thought that was really, really awesome. So the uh, Rob Schneider scene I love when he gets on, uh, you know, when they're on the ship and uh, he puts like his hand to his mouth, you know, to his face to, so he only sees his mouth and he's like, you know, Dread, you know, and of course Dread wants him to shut up because he doesn't want the other guys to hear him. I really just kind of love the conversation here. You know, he has the joke about I am the law, but he's basically saying how 
you know, how can you be so supportive of the law because the law is what puts you here? And for the first time, you kind of see Dredd questioning what he stands for, which was really cool. And granted, it was, he, it's not what he said because he doesn't say anything, but it's just the way uh, his face looks when uh, Schneider says that to him was pretty flipping awesome. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, I really enjoy that scene. And then, of course, you know, the bad guy, you know, using a knife to break out to attack him was pretty cool. Uh, but the the awesome thing is is the fact of uh, the Angel family. And these guys are a bunch of characters. I mean, the good thing about the Angel family is if it wasn't for them shooting down the ship, Dredd never would have gotten off. Because Dredd and knowingly would never escape uh, you know, he would have done his he would have done his time. But because of the fact of uh, the ship was shut shot down, uh, he in a way, it's a good thing that the Angel family did this. But the Angel family is a bunch of crazy characters. So these guys are uh, basically a bunch of uh, supposedly uh, God followers, uh, worshipers of God. And then they're the kind of people that wake up in the morning and just say, huh, I want to start a cult and I want to kill people. That's the kind of people, that's the kind of God worshipers we're dealing with here is the Angel family. These guys are cannibals. They're crazy. This scene is good times. Uh, you know, usually Sylvester Stallone's got to have uh, some cut on his face. Well, this is where he gets it by the big robot looking dude. I mean, this guy was really cool looking, uh, you know, with like the one arm and, and had uh, the bar across his chest. Really cool. And of course, he headbutts uh, Dread, and that's how he gets the bloody face but i really enjoy this because rob schneider's uh, character is all like oh amen brother you know i've seen the light and he doesn't realize that because he's doing that he's gonna be eaten he's like you should know he's just keep your mouth shut judge trying to tell him and then i just really like the fact of uh they tell you it's because they're cannibals and uh, you're gonna get eaten so this whole fight sequence was really good times i really enjoyed this scene um and of course uh, you know, when his, when his boss shows up and, and gets stabbed, it was like, oh man, that sucks so bad. But the cool thing is, is, uh, he finally gets the truth about what happened to him. And you finally find out that you finally get the truth that his, his friend that he, uh, you know, that he sentenced and judged is actually his brother. And, you know, that was really awesome. But, you know, right before then, um, Dredd grabs, uh, you know, grabs Rob Schneider and grabs him by the nose. And uh, and he's like, have you been crying? And wipes a tear. He goes, no, it's allergies. Don't you know it's allergies? That was funny. But, and that was right before his boss walks in and gets stabbed. But I really enjoy this because of the fact of uh, even though he's finding out that uh, he's been lied to his whole entire life, he still respects him. And who I'm referring to, of course, is uh, is Fargo, you know, his, his chief judge. Uh, I really enjoy the fact of, you know, um, Fergie is just uh, just sitting there listening to the story about why Dredd really is the way he is because he found out he's a clone. But uh, really, his best friend uh, is his brother. And he's like, you let me judge my brother. And it's just it's a really good, powerful scene. One scene I forgot to mention was the uh, I knew you would say that scene. It's kind of a running gag because earlier in the film, whenever somebody say I'm not guilty, he's like, I know you would. I knew you would say that. Uh, when he's fighting in the Angel family, when he's fighting the big robotic guy, 
and uh, and he kind of gets his arms stuck. He he talks to him about how he's stealing electricity, just throwing off the laws to him. And he goes, how do you plead? And then, of course, he says, I knew you'd say that. And then he electrocutes him. I thought was really good. Uh, that was one scene I forgot to talk about before. But uh, I love the uh, the 30 second story and the 30 second story. That's when uh, Dredd and uh, Fergie, they go back to try to break in. Um, to go after Rico and he talks about how the fire you only have 30 seconds between each time the flames comes out uh, in, before you get toasted and uh, he just says yeah I don't the guys didn't make it but it was but the theory is correct you know and I really love the the interaction between uh, Fergie and Dredd in this scene about you know it's all your fault that I'm here because you know Fergie always gives Dredd crap but this is really where things start to turn around in the film where every time he looks at him it's like i just want to kill you or i just want to slap you uh really good stuff this scene was good i mean of course we have the slow motion running away from fire scene as kind of cliche as it is it works for me in this scene and then of course when they are able to get out in time and they fall down uh, into like this garbage it looks like garbage almost and uh and rob schneider just says oh i'm alive i'm alive oh so are you and that's when you get dreads uh, look at him like I just want to shoot you, which becomes a consistent thing throughout the rest of the film, which is funny. Now I love it when Dread uh, takes out one of the judges and he puts on his, he wants to put on his uniform, and of course Fergie's just like, we don't have time for this, and of course he gives him the evil look of I just want to kill you. It's like I'm not trying to have sex with the dude, I just want to take his outfit, which is funny. So let's talk about the scene that I don't like. Uh, that's the one where, uh, you know, Fergie's just saying, what's wrong with this piece of S? And uh, and the bike takes off in the air, and then they're running away, and they have a big air fight. Now, the, the, the thing is, is when it started to fall, you could totally see the, the green screen, blue screen, whatever screen it is that they use. I, up to this point, the special effects have been really good. I've really enjoyed how everything's look. Well, for the most part, uh, you know, like I mentioned in the beginning, how I was kind of like, oh boy, this is going to be a ridiculous movie. But uh, overall, though, I've really liked the set pieces and the designs and everything has just looked really, really good. And then we get this scene where, you know, it's falling down and it's got to pull up and then we just kind of get a big air fight scene it just looks really really bad it and i should say it's more dated looking than it is bad uh there's some parts where it looks good but for the most part it's just really dated where you can tell it's on a screen and of course you know it's 1995 uh the technology really wasn't all that great at the time i i guess it's just that everything seemed to flow really really well and then when you get this scene it just kind of like oh it kind of took me out of it a little bit so unfortunately and maybe it's because it's a nighttime scene and nighttime scenes don't work as well uh, with those screens but that's really the scene that I just really bugs me when I watch it is just like okay it just it's really bad looking otherwise though uh, that's really the only special effects complaint that I really have on the film so uh, but again you know there's parts of it that are really good and, and I some of it's really funny you know the shooting and trying to jump from one to the other was really good and some of the explosions but uh, for the most part though I'd say 80% of it didn't look too great. Now, I may have mentioned this before. I can't really remember. I'm just having one of those days. But uh, for me, Rob Schneider works well in this film. It's He like he works very well in like Surf Ninjas, works well in Deuce Bigelow. But you put him in like um, 
this uh, Knocked Off, which is a Sean claude Van Damme film, and he works horrible in that film. Uh, he works really well in Fifty First Dates. I mean, there's various films where he works well, and then there's other ones where he doesn't work too well. I thought he worked really good in this film, uh, especially when uh, he starts to get the evil looks from Dread. Uh, otherwise, I, I I don't think. He, I was worried at first because of the fact he was going to be in it. I thought maybe it would be over the top, but he did a perfect balance, which was good. So now um, one thing I got to, I love is when he says to dread that, you know, we're a team granted you do most of the work, but we're still a team, which really sums up the relationship very well. Of course, is the fact of dread does most of the work, but there are some things that dread would not have been able to do if he didn't have Fergie with him the whole time. So that was awesome. And, uh, of course I love the end sequence when, uh, when Hershey just says that's three times you owe me dread because there's this thing that's been going on in the film where, uh, the first time she saves dread, she says, that's one, you owe me dread. And then, uh, she gives him information that really helps them during the apartment scene. And she goes, that's two times you owe me dread. And then at the end, when, uh, after dread kills Rico and she helps him up from, well, of course it goes to the statue of Liberty, which I talked about before is just funny, but she's helping him not fall off the statue of Liberty. And she goes, that's three times you owe me dread, which was really, really good. And then of course I just love the ending uh, of the kiss because like I said, for the most part, dread hasn't had too much emotions, but uh, she gives him a kiss and says, doesn't it feel great to be human? Huh? And do uh, you see dread say, I knew you would say that. And then you see him drive off on his uh, little bike and just smile, which is really good because you hadn't seen Dredd smile outside of the courtroom scene in this film. So it was really good to see Hershey and, and him kiss and, and him just walk away. And you know that he's going to be a better person. So overall, uh, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Thank you guys so much for making me sit down and watch this film. Uh, I really... You know, I would say as far as my Sylvester Stallone movies, I would put it up there as like in my top three or four. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought I would hate it. I would give it a very strong four stars because it was just really enjoyable uh, outside of the the scene that I didn't like, which was, you know, the really bad special effects scene. Overall, though, I give it a really strong four stars. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, it's a fun time. Hopefully I can find this sucker on Blu-ray or whatever and just be able to revisit. If they do a remake, uh, I'll be interested to watch it, of course. Uh, I, I'm not going to complain if they remake it, but uh, it's really, really good. So I would say, though, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, I take it for what it is. Uh, I mean, what I rate it as one of the greatest comic book movies ever? Probably not, but uh, I, I really enjoyed it for what it was, and, and I did find myself... Uh, kind of saying to myself, why didn't I check this movie out earlier? So that's all my review I have for you guys on Judge Dredd. So let's hear what the STL Nation had to say. All right, so our first email comes from Sebastian, and he says, uh, hello there. Uh, He says, this is Sebastian with my thoughts on Judge Dredd and Snow White and the Huntsman. First up, Dredd. Uh, I give it a 3.8 I am the law out of 5. 
Judge Dredd wants to be both legitimate violent action movie and a parody of said genre, but director Danny Cannon doesn't succeed at achieving the balance. I like the cast, especially Renner, as the comic relief. When I heard of a remake to this classic, I was appalled to say the least. After a while, I slowly changed my mind and wonder how good a remake Dredd would be. Uh, and then he goes on to Snow White and Huntsman. He said 3.99 stars out of 5. Lips red as blood, hair black as night. Bring me your heart, my dear, dear Snow White. The dialogue is ultra cliche, with distracts, uh, which distracts from many a scene. But the previous quote is like the best line in the movie. The plot has so many holes in it that you can probably wear it as a costume. I like Bob Hoskins as Blind Seer Mir the most, followed by the leap is Queen Ravenna. I thought the dwarfs as a whole are decent funny. Uh, but you start to separate them. I lost interest rather quickly, except for Hoskins. Director Sanders has a decent eye for, a beautiful, for the beautiful and the grotesque, but he is no Gilmer del Toro. And that's all Sebastian had to say. Uh, thanks for writing, Sebastian, but I would like to know uh, why you think that uh, the, they didn't succeed, like what you mean by it didn't succeed in achieving the balance. Um, cause I thought it, I thought it did just fine. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. So thanks again for writing in. And, uh, our next email comes from cheerful Charlie. He goes on to say, judge dread was a movie based on a comic book. I think DC did the comic book and the movie stars Sylvester Stallone and Max von Sydow, uh, both great actors. Uh, but today's standards, this movie is corny, but well acted. I had heard of a remake, uh, was being done but haven't heard much about it it was great and in my opinion some of stallone's best acting yet uh which i have not heard anything about this remake i went looking for some information on it but i really didn't come up on a whole lot so i'm not sure how you guys heard about the remake but uh, i'm sure if there is one hopefully it would be pretty good so that's what cheerful charlie had to say so thank you sir for uh for writing in and um our next email comes from uh John the Music Man, and uh, he said, Hello, sir, and STL Nation. Let's talk about Judge Dredd. Well, before I say anything about the movie, I wanted to mention the first time I heard about him. I was a young teenager and collected comics, but at the time I heard a song called I Am the Law from Anthrax and then found out it's about Judge Dredd. So my first introduction to this character was from the band. So I went to my comic shop and saw uh, they were going to release a crossover comic of Judge Dredd and Batman. And yep, I bought it. So of course, when I heard you were going to uh, cover this movie, I had been listening to lots of Anthrax. And you probably noticed I didn't use that song in the beginning of the show. You know, it's just because Anthrax is still kind of hardcore. And, and I thought, uh, you know, I fought the law worked better just because, you know, uh, it kind of fits with the film. And I had to fight the law to get this film. So it worked perfectly. Okay, well, the movie I do really like, and yes, some cheese to it. But I think for the time, Stallone did an awesome job. And I might be one of the few people who love when, this, uh, when he screams, I am the law. And of course, one of my favorite actors who always cracked me up, Rob Schneider, was in it. Now, this movie has flaws, but overall, I really enjoyed it and will give it three and a half stars, but will always be one of my favorite comic book movies, John the Music Man. So thank you, sir, for writing in on that. Always a great time to hear from you. And our next uh, email comes from the man who caused this to happen. John the Mailman. And he said, What's up, Mike? And Judge Dredd is one of my favorite good time movies of all time. And when I found out you had never saw it, I had to push you to watch it. Stallone was perfect. The story was awesome. Rob Schneider is a great sidekick and the special effects are hot. 
I would agree with that, except for that one that one terrible scene that I talked about. He said Judge Dredd starts off as a hard-ass, badass, by-the-book judge, and by the end, he's more open. I love the future look of the city, cars, clothes, weapons. I love the gun, voice-activated, lawgiver, good times. I love the opening apartment, building gunfights. Uh, the court case didn't slow down the movie and kind of fun to watch, which I agree with you. I like the Angel Family parts, some good action. Uh, watching the judges are being killed reminded me of Star Wars Episode Three when the judges were being killed, which... Yeah, that you're right. That does actually bring back some uh, Star Wars memories there. And uh, the end fight was crazy. Uh, some of your favorite lines. What's the meaning of life? It ends. I knew you'd say that. Gun grenade. No, I never broke the law. I am the law. Does that come with a four cancel? <laughs> Shut up. Then turns the knob on the head. Uh, we did. We did it. We got them all. Have you been crying? I'm alive. I'm alive. Oh, so are you. Why are you taking off his clothes? We don't have time for this. It's Judge B. <laughs> and uh, all in all, a really fun movie, and I hope you liked it. I w- uh, that would make two for two. First Kung Fu Kid and now Judge Dredd. What's next? Have a great show, John the Mailman. Consider this email delivered. Uh, you know, it's true. Your two movie suggestions, uh, which I adamantly did not want to watch, I have enjoyed. I will admit I've never seen the Alien films. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking those out. Hopefully I will be able to do that soon. Uh, You know, for our next Guilty Pleasure series, uh, it's going to be Cool as Ice with Vanilla Ice. Man, I've been talking about doing that movie for over a year now. Uh, That's going to happen after the Batman series. And uh, it's funny, Jameson the Great just just told me, he's like, dude, I recorded Movie Mojo Monthly last night. I almost didn't read your email because you stole my guilty pleasure. I was like, you're so full of crap. But these, but it's true, man. That that movie is so horribly, disgustingly bad. It's so flipping awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, you know, I haven't seen the Alien films. I'm looking forward to checking those out. Um, it's, man, I don't really know. So kind of think of some good stuff and, uh, you know, throw it in the in the STL Nation randomness and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if I've seen it. And uh, let's get to our last email. Last email comes from Monday Night Jason, and uh, he's like, What's up, Masunas and the STL Nation? As always, you bring back a classic action flick of our past and speak your mind on it. I can't say I hate or dislike the flick because I don't. It's a fun movie to watch. But it being a fan of the comics I am now, I see the problems that surround this film. I really like the look of Judge Dredd and the world of uh, Mega City. Without thinking of the comics and focusing on the story of the film, I enjoyed it like any other action film of the 80s and 90s. I really like Sylvester Stallone and Diane Lane in the film, but I could have done without Rob Schneider. I get your point on that, but I do think he actually does work well in this. Uh, In all, I give this flick a low three stars. Which is funny, uh, only because of nostalgia and uh, and they a hundred and they play this a hundred times on TV. Uh, and uh, well, I guess it's uh, I guess I'll end this email here. I'm rematching the I'm rewatching the original Alien movie before I go see Prometheus today. You guys take it easy, and we'll holla at you later uh, Monday night, Jason. So thank you, sir, for writing in. Hopefully, you dug Prometheus, which. You know, again, I've never seen the Alien films. I've seen Alien vs. Predator, but that's just because I love the Predator films, so i never seen that. So for me, 
Uh, you know, Prometheus is no big deal, but I know a lot of you out there are dying to see that film. So that is what we have for all of our emails. If you want to write in, feel free. It's uh, sweepdelaypodcastyahoo.com. Don't forget to follow on Twitter. It's STL Podcast on Twitter. And, uh, and let's get into the uh, music spotlight. All right, and as you know, this is the Music Spotlight Summer Series, so this is where you get two songs, uh, and these are summertime songs. These are the ones that I play, you know, I roll my windows down, I just blast it out of my car, and uh, the first one is going to usually be a song that you may not have ever heard of before, or you may have heard of, but not a lot of people have, and then the second one is a song that everybody knows, everybody's heard it before. So the first one, uh, especially if you're a fan of zombies, you'll like this because it's got a zombie line. In the first verse, the name of the song is called Alive. It's not the POD version. It's just uh, it's just another band uh, sings a song. It's just their their name of their song is called Alive, and, uh, and the song speaks for itself. Check it out. It's flipping awesome. I definitely blast this sucker out of my car. And then the second one is uh, one that uh, everybody has probably heard this tune, especially if you're back in the 80s. Uh, you probably blasted this song many, many times, and uh, you cannot not love this song. It is just some good times. Of course, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You just have to sit back and listen. But if you read your description, you could probably figure out already what it is. But uh, this tune is definitely amazing, and uh, one of my uh, one of my all-time favorites for uh for just blasting music outside of your car and it came out in the summertime and and it was huge in the in the late 80s good times so that's what i got for the music spotlight now make sure you guys come back uh for the bad boys 2 episode i'm gonna have a special guest for that and i think it's gonna be fun because this is one of the most hated films in all of movie history and uh and you know me i like this you know i like it so i gotta kind of stand up for it and i'm the contrarian masoonist i always like things that people don't so it'll be interesting uh, i really want to uh you know i really want to acknowledge some problems with the film and things that i like about it and uh, i'm bringing on my 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 friend to come on and talk this movie and uh it'll be good times so uh that should be coming to you we're recording uh tomorrow so that should be hitting you on tuesday and then the next three days after that on friday will be batman 89 and i know i've already done it before but i didn't actually do it the way i really wanted to that was after uh tim had just uh we just stopped being uh uh, you stopped being a co-host and i had to kind of redo the show again i just kind of that was the first movie i thought of i really didn't have a whole lot of structure to that episode and there's a lot of things that i really uh really want to talk about that i didn't talk about before on that episode and uh i'm very excited to be starting the batman series it's going to be excellent uh very good times and uh very horrible times for sure so it is going to be fun and i'll be able to release a batman episode every week and then uh the week that the dark knight rises comes out will be the week that the dark knight releases and then the following week would be my review of the dark knight rises so it's gonna be good if you want to write in feel free sweep delay podcast yahoo.com uh if you don't like it on facebook please go to www.facebook.com slash sweep delay podcast Make sure you go on 
iTunes, please rate the show and review it if possible. Please, only got 13 on there. Would love to hear more. Don't forget, I also host another podcast. If you like Knight Rider, the Shadowy Flight podcast, uh, my buddy Jason and Dan uh, let me uh, take over the hosting abilities on that show. It's been some fun times. And then don't forget to check out some of my other favorite shows. Uh, you know, Jameson the Great uh, has wrote in on his hatred of Bad Boys 2, and he has a podcast, Movie Mo- Mojo Monthly. Make sure you check that out. It's some good times. Uh, and then, of course, you know, my buddy Jason. Uh, he's hopefully going to be on for Batman and Robin. You guys all probably know his shows already. Flicks, Film and Focus. Uh, show me the Winston crossroads always a good time and then uh, Batman on film is the perfect podcast to go to if for all your Batman needs they have very in-depth conversations and really make you look at the Batman films in a whole completely different way along with modern myth media excellent times and then don't forget the Facebook uh, group page the STL nation randomness uh, it's called the stl nation randomness group and uh, we just got a new member on there it's been fun uh we we've been blowing up the page it's been some good times so please come and join the group it'll be a good time to hear from you so i will check you guys on the next episode and uh and i'm hoping it's gonna be uh pretty fun uh not a controversial episode you know not controversial like star wars but you know ghostbusters 2 uh, i showed some love to that and then there was a lot of people that didn't like ghostbusters 2 so it's kind of going to be the same way for bad boys 2 so uh, that's what i have for this episode guys you guys take care masunas out Live my dreams, not just in my sleep I've been holding